find a place seated with your feet gently on the ground. Imagining you're preparing for a journey, your hero's journey. Take a moment to gather your thoughts. Collect your belongings and prepare yourself for this adventure. Breathing in and breathing out, you are ready to embark on your journey. With intention and with focus, and yet everything being unknown. Take a moment before you leave. Take a moment before you head out to take a mindful breath in and a mindful breath out. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of the Psychedelic Psychologist where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Terrence, who will be preparing and getting ready intentionally for their next psychedelic journey. Good to see you, Terrence. Welcome. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling? How are you coming in? I know you have something on the horizon. What's coming up for you emotionally and physically right now? Grounded is the first thing that comes to mind. I think as clear-headed as I've been in a while, I feel like the space is right to go on one more adventure. You tell about being clear-headed and grounded Is that important for you or is that a call sign to you to take the invitation to use, to dive in? Absolutely. I think at some point in my past, I was taught that set and setting were were important uh, places to, to begin any journey. So, yeah, I don't know how long ago that was. I guess it was over 10 years ago. So every time since then, I've always felt like I had to be in the right place and both inside and out. I guess that's, that's where I'm at. And that's why it feels right to to make one more journey. That was remarkable. You said inside and out, what are you acknowledging in yourself, within yourself and outside of yourself that gets you ready and excited to do this? Inside, I, you know, as mentally clear as, as I can be, there's obviously always going to be certain <clears throat> challenges that are, that are going on on a daily basis. And I guess I feel today and, you know, the upcoming time is, is, uh, as clear as it's going to be. So, and then as far as outside goes, I'm sitting in a little cabin in the woods 
I don't think the outside world could be much more peaceful than, than where I'm at right now. We're going to be a little psychedelic here and go back in time. What was the invitation and how did you find it and how did psychedelics find you? I can never exactly remember if I was 13 or 14. Okay, no, I must have been 14 because I remember it was 1989, you know, 20, 20th anniversary of Woodstock. I remember Life Magazine having like the, 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 whatever you want to call it, the, the picture of Woodstock, you know, the couple in the blanket, like that, what everything is about Woodstock. Like that's the picture that said things to everybody more than anything else or spoke it. And, uh, so yeah, so 14, summer of being 14, there was a guy in high school that just had an abundance of LSD and if you knew him, you knew where to get it. And so my, my best friend who's a year older than me, a little closer to this guy ended up with it. I guess, I mean, we were still in, it was springtime. I remember it being nice, but we were still in school because my best friend had a, had a project where he had to build a, uh, a mock island. He was reading Lord of the Flies, which I had read at that point. I don't think I've ever even read it, but I know that, you know, I know the premise of it. It's a crazy story, especially going into, uh, you know, the first experience. Yeah. With the first young. experience of psychedelics, <laughs> you just have Lord of the Flies and this whole archetype around you, right? Yeah. And you're 14. Yeah. <laughs> it went on and I remember it, it was a, you know, it was a lovely day. I mean, obviously at that point, I didn't know anything about set and setting or anything like that, but obviously the universe or whatever put me in the right place where it wasn't, I can't say anything bad about the entire experience. I mean, it went on and we encountered our parents on this drug and, and his mom had made us like chicken nuggets with ketchup and I mean, obviously. I mean, LSD, no hunger at all. So food and ketchup and all of that was just like this weird, <laughs> and obviously, you know, the tracers and everything, it was all psychedelic, you know, in that, in visually. So the rest is history. And so now you've been exploring with these medicines. Do you find a particular medicine specifically, since we're directly talking about intentional setting for your upcoming journey that you're aligning with lately? Mushrooms, I think it was a couple of years after that experience where mushrooms came into my life, I think. And it's just the one thing that's, that's always worked. There's just been crazy transformations every time I've done them. Obviously some more significant than others, I guess. Yeah. But all psychedelics do something for me. I get it completely. You talk about transformation on the horizon of this conversation and what's on the precipice. We have gentle expectations often, right? That we hold on to very loosely and hope that we can maybe take a glimpse at or look into. Is there anything percolating right now for you that you want to have some intentional focus on? Yeah, I, I guess I'm at a stage in my life where it's, it's all new and it's beginning and so I've moved to a new location and you know, in the last eight months and 
it has been a slow process here and I've been patient and letting it just kind of happen as it, as it can, as organically as it can. But at, at the same time, my intention is to push myself over the edge to, to really feel like this is home. I love it knowing that you have made in a way the hero's journey your whole entire life but recently coming mm -hmm. going coastal and going from one coast to the other and then moving through your life with a lot of rites of passage that have happened to you looking to find your home base your mm -hmm. place of comfort yeah it's uh you know it's been a long time coming so yeah it feels like uh I had a dream vision 18 years ago, 19 years ago, that I got put on hold and it feels like that is coming back alive again. You know, I mean, I think I spent the last 18 years just thinking it was going to be just a thing in my mind and I was okay with that, but now, you know, now it's, uh, now it's manifesting. When you talk about manifestation and you talk about the use of psychedelics, specifically mushrooms, how do you personally cultivate that before your experience? And what are you doing to just chew on it, but not get lost in it? How are you in a way continuing to focus your intention on this? Well, I think just having this experience that we're doing right now is, is the first time for that. I'm interested to see what this talk will do to, to the, to the experience, but I think I'm loving it. I think that the fact that we are talking about it just puts my mind even at a more clarified place. I appreciate that. Find a place in the work that you've done in the past compared to today. Would you say you've evolved in the way you use the product or change, or you, you use the term transformed? What's the transformations you've made within using these experiences? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you go way back to high school and everything like that. And even beyond that, it's like, it was, it was never, uh, it was always like, oh, the drunk's here, you know, let's just do it. And there was never much more thought than that, you know, and now it's, yeah, now it's, am I in the right place? You know, there's, there's a lot more intention and it's almost, I, don't know, I was going to say fear, but I don't think it's the fear of it. But there is more hesitation to, to, to have the experience, you know, to use the, the medicine just because you know, I'm always questioning, am I in the right place? Am I in the right place? Am I in the right place? <laughs> it's, it's really remarkable. You just said that. Am I in the right place as it relates to, and have I found home? So what I'm hearing without superimposing it in my imagined experience, I'm looking to find if this is my home base or if I'm comfortable in this place with all the travels I've done. And then on a microscopic level, am I 
in the right place to do this medicine. Correct. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think you worded it perfectly because, uh, yeah, I guess, like I said, after eight months of being here, it's, yeah, I'm still questioning home, you know, and I mean, I'll probably question it for years, you know? So, because yeah, I'm at a place right now where, yeah, I, it's not like I can go anywhere, do anything, but you know, to a certain extent on a smaller level, I have that ability. So, you know, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful place here and, and I'm absorbing whatever, just how much nature there is around me. It's been a while. I mean, I lived in the city for, you know, the two years of COVID and everything like that. And uh, yeah, I, I recognize that city life is, is far from anything I care to do ever again. Does that lead me to believe that your psychedelic experiences that you're preparing for will be both inside and outside? I know um, I'm an advocate for recreational use with therapeutic intent. Would you say that's kind of what you're going to be doing? Can you paint a picture for me about how that's going to unfold? The last few times I've done it, it's just, it's been that therapeutic setting, laying in bed, closing my eyes and just having, you know, the, the stillness and the darkness and all of that. Yeah. With the, the landscape that I'm in right here, I can see myself doing some some meditative walking and, and absorbing just, yes, the other plant energy that is surrounding me and, uh, and just the sounds. I mean, there's, there's so much, I mean, there's a stream just babbling right behind me. I can see myself going there and sitting next to that for a minute. Cause yes, that's definitely a place where the mind can just, yeah, flow with the, that energy. So. Yeah. There is a time where, um, I recall you processing an experience of where everything was green and the synesthesia of the experience of the trees were singing and mm -hmm. you remember integrating yeah. that conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's been a long time since I've, since I've, uh, yeah, had that experience again. So maybe, uh, maybe I'm sure that that'll come back around. So. Give me, I love it. Give me a backdrop of your relationship with psychedelics and the intimacy you have and what it's done for teaching. I know you say transformation. What, what, in a way, what do you owe the relationship to psychedelics? Well, I'll go back to, I mean, at, at, at age of 14, I, I remember wearing, wearing black, listening to death metal and, and being very angry at that stage of my life. And I mean, I'm sure if you went back and looked at pictures of me, like the transition is just nice day. Like I went from wearing all black or whatever to tie dyes and plaid and just in bright color and all that. And so I think, you know, at that younger age that. That was my, that was my transformation through that. And then obviously just coming out of anger towards the world, you know, and being much more, I guess I can't really remember my thinking back then, but obviously I was, I mean, it, 
it opened up a rebelliousness in me, but not an angry rebellious rebelliousness. You know, it was more just like, Hey, everybody, let's get hot, man. You know, I mean, that was, I do remember that from high school. Like I'm going to get everybody as, you know, high for the first time as I can, you know, that was one of my high school goals. Yeah. But ultimately, and I totally envy that and respect that without judgment, there's a sense that this young boy wanted people to experience what he was experiencing almost in a way like Tim Leary or potentially similar to your name, Terrence McKenna. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then I can elaborate on that and go to the next stage in my life where I did read, uh, food of the gods, which definitely just opened my eyes to our ancestors and just how far back the medicine goes potentially in theory, the stone vape theory. Right. And so, so I think that book opened up my eyes to a whole nother level of it. And then I think that era of my life was, uh, just about introducing, uh, yeah, new individuals that, that were able to teach me. And so, yeah, I think I've always sought mentors after that, you know, I guess I can elaborate on that. At one point I had a, a gentleman who just, yeah, you know, introduced me to ayahuasca and, and San Pedro and, you know, and just the whole, you know, the, basically the South American psychedelics and, and all that. And so, um, not that I've ever done ayahuasca, but it's always kind of, uh, yeah, it's been there, but now I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do it, you know? So that's where that's I'm a at. really great perspective in the sense that psychedelics are not only your mentor, but the people that come into your life that you exchange information with are also your mentor. Correct. And what's the wonderful almost courageous thing is to also say, I don't need to do everything, but this medicine's working for me now. I don't need to be the hungry ghost. So to say of, I need to do ayahuasca. I, and I often say that to many people is you don't have to do every single thing, every compound in the world to provide yourself as a psychedelic expert that finding your home or finding your comfort zone is almost more important sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think there's truth to that. So, you know, and as we've been talking, you know, it seems like, yeah, the mushroom is, is the one that does it for me. And that's, that's what I'll stick with. So, so a little public service announcement of curiosity. One would say microdose, one says big dose. I've even heard, you know, the heroes, the heroic dose. What, mm -hmm. um, where do you find yourself on the continuum? The, the new culture has a very, I think, um, curious mind to do more and more and more. And sometimes often that is a recipe for disaster. How do you define what is the appropriate dose for you before you go in? Yeah, I guess it's been some time since I, uh, I, I guess I can right, go back. I can't say I've truly ever taken the hero's dose. I don't think five grams. I, I can't say I've ever done five grams before, but you know, I've, I've always found like about half of that is, is what I would consider a big dose for me. And, you know, so is that 
Yeah. I mean, that's less than a eighth of an ounce. So, you know, but uh, yeah, like 2.5 grams is a right. reasonable, uh, what we call yeah. psychedelic therapeutic dose. Yeah. I think you can find complete, and especially with someone like yourself to reassure you that being as open as you are, that channel doesn't need to be like, um, perpetuated or overly stimulated by more and more i think oftentimes there becomes what the whiteout or the disassociative dose where you're like hard to bring stuff back can you explain or talk more about that feeling of being integrated in your experience still like one foot in so to say yeah i mean you, you as soon as you say that i flash back to uh i guess sometime in my early 20s where i realized it's, it's really hard to bring the experience back into my daily life, my, 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 my waking sober life. And, uh, since that thought that's, that's always kind of been a background intention is yes, bring it back. Cause right. I mean, when you, you know, back before I thought that, you know, you tried to tell somebody about your experience and they're like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I don't understand why that's cool. Kind of like dreams, I guess, in a way, like you think it's the coolest dream in the world, but then when you start saying it out loud to somebody that wasn't there, they're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, but I don't know. <laughs> I love that's it. why, that's why we're, it's for us, you know, it's for me, you know, yeah. I don't think I need to, um, yeah, I don't need to talk about it, but, uh, you know, having the experience that we're doing right now is, is pushing me past that too. And as far as let's, that, well, it becomes clarifying, doesn't it? It, it, yeah. it, doesn't it become clarifying and I literally deeply revere what you just said about it's for you. And I think, especially in this new renaissance of psychedelic medicine, there's often this kind of almost unconscious desire to tell people that you're doing it and then share with them. And in my senses, it's quite a personal and sacred experience that many times doesn't need to be shared, but still processed. Yeah. You have to, you have to read the person that you're talking to, you know, I guess to start with, I guess they have to, they have to either be either close to you in some fashion or, or at least have a similar mind as far as past experiences or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, but I don't, I've, uh, well, I guess I was just going to say, I appreciate you and the space that you give for, for these conversations. Cause I think it is, yeah, it's rare. That so, means a lot to me. Point. That means a lot to me. And I appreciate you having the trust and security because as you said, you share this information with one person and they could think you're psychotic and you share this information with another person and they might think you're enlightened and like, wow, yeah. you're, you're on, you're on the right track. Yeah. I think that says it perfectly. So, you know, I think, uh, I think I have a pretty stable personality. So that always helps me, uh, <clears throat> you know, going into the situation because, you know, I've had people in the past who've said they'd never touch it again because they had this experience or that experience. And, uh, and that, you know, that always makes me wonder, I'm like, how, how bad could it have gotten for you? Because I'm, I've certainly had crazy trips, but never something that says, I don't ever want to do this again. Well, except for one, but 
<laughs> what was that one? <laughs> except, except for the one dark night of the soul that ate my heart and spit it out. Uh, yeah, in Alaska, I'll, I mean, briefly took it with a bunch of friends, definitely didn't have the right set and setting. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I had taken a lot of acid at that point and this stuff, I mean, we took two hits and within 30 minutes, 15 minutes, we are, we were already like well on our way to the point where we were looking at each other, like, yeah, it's on. And then a lot of things happened at the end of the day. My friends didn't know what to do with me. So they called an ambulance, which then brought the cops, which then put my friend and I in jail, but protective custody. There was nothing they could do to us. There was no product or anything like that on us. So they just basically <clears throat> locked us up for 12 hours and I don't remember getting there. I just remember waking up in in the cell, looking down at my best friend on the cot and asking him, how, how do we get here? And he, he said, you don't remember? And I'm like, no. And, and then we, we were released. And I just remember the, the corrections officer that was signing us out. And he says to us, if you guys keep doing that stuff, you're going to be running around in a field of daisies for the rest of your life. And my buddy and I looked at each other and like, <laughs> might be what we're looking for. <laughs> so, but the jail experience was, was certainly, and then we didn't, we didn't touch LSD for quite some time after that, but, uh, but that was, that was that. So I guess that's why I, I'm drawn to mushrooms more because they can be more manageable. Cause it is, if you take a little bit, you know what you're going to get. If you take more than that, then you know what you're going to get. Let's be very honest in, in the lens of harm reduction, your set and setting, your environment and knowing, I think also an eloquent way of putting it is being in control of your environment. So you don't get put in situations like you were. And a lot of that has to do with a sense of maturity as you. I was like that younger too, is you would just take it because it was in front of you. And now there's more of a respect and reverence. I know from my vantage point, hearing you is you respect it and revere it more. And so. Yeah. And use it when necessary. And like we've been talking about, like this seems like a necessary point in my life to, to find some insight. I love it. Speak to me about what your psychedelic horizon is, what's on the horizon for you and how do you kind of work with, you said right now is a perfect time. Is there a titration that you kind of prescribe to, or do you really just listen to your body and when it is, it's time to do it? Well, it'll be interesting. I guess that's, that could be an attention I, I put into this experience is, is that, is what I'm, what are the horizons? This right now, the horizon is right in front of me. This is what I see is, is this experience that's going to happen very soon. But, uh, but let's say that part of the intention is how do we use them in the future? So I think that can be the horizon is to, is to look for, look, look for an answer to that question. So thank you for joining. Yeah. 
do you find yourself um more and more comfortable the longer you've been working with these or you said earlier there's apprehension how do you clear that apprehension out hmm. well i think meditation and and just yeah listening to my mind you know through through those meditations because uh you know sometimes the head isn't clear at all and sometimes there's a whole lot going on up there and i, I mean i feel like i'm I'm a pretty organized person mentally that's part of one of my daily processes is just i mean i don't i don't have a calendar i don't have uh, things that i write things down but my life is simple enough to where i feel like my mind can keep things in order and I don't have to feel like there's a whole lot of chaos going on around me, but that's by choice. You know, I feel like I've, I've, I've made my life that way, you know, <laughs> through, you know, just the path that I've been on. And you can say it's all the way back to the beginning. Like, is it the drug that made me this way or, or did I make myself this way? And the drug just enhanced that wonderful way of ending the idea of collaborating with the drug or the compound and the work that you've done to integrate the work that you've done to actively participate in your life yeah they're very much a spontaneous catalyst for our opportunity if we decide to pick it up right isn't that what alan watt says is you know, if you got the message hang up the phone but you have mm -hmm. to you have to answer it yeah yeah and like I think I've always been willing to answer the call. Well, please be safe. And as I always say, be gentle.